0: You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. In July of 2015, the Chemours Company, or Chemours, was spun off from DuPont. And here to tell us more about the company and its business is Mark Vergnano. He is the chief executive of Chemours. Thanks very much for coming into the studio. Oh, great to be here, Tim. Let's talk, uh, or rather, you talk, and you describe the three main business lines Uh, at ChemWare so people understand what it is the company is focused on.
1: Well, as you said, you know, we spun out last July from DuPont, and what we like to tell people is we're a a startup, but we sort of had a 200-year head start from that standpoint. So, you know, three product lines that came outside of, uh, uh, came out of DuPont. One was our TIO2 business, titanium dioxide, used in paints, plastics, even used in your toothpaste uh, in the morning, anything to make white. our floor products business, which is both the polymer side, Teflon is a brand that many people know, as well as our refrigerants. Freon might be a refrigerant many people remember, but our brand new refrigerant Option, which has low global warming potential. Um, and uh, we have a chemical solutions business, which uh, really is about mining chemicals primarily, is the is the third leg of our business.
2: I just want to touch on the fact, uh, first of all, your background. You're a real chemist,
1: aren't you? Well, chemical engineer. Well, there you go. <laughs> Did, so a,
2: what was what was your kind of path from being a chemical engineer to now running this very exciting CEO-slash-startup?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I came out of the University of Connecticut, not that far away, uh, uh, and uh, came into DuPont. Thirty-five years ago, and uh, started right away there. I ended up getting my MBA while I was there, but progressively just took different roles in different jobs. Started in the lab, started uh, doing a, a process development, and then eventually running businesses.
2: Does it help to be someone with a real chemical background to run a company like this?
1: I, I think. Well, I always would always tell people it's great to have an engineering background, just from a. A logic flow. You know, you, you sort of think of things logically, I think it helps. But a company like DuPont and now a company like Camor's, chemistry is really what we are, right? We are a, chem, a chemistry company. So, from that stand, it's absolutely it's very helpful in terms of the background for the company.
0: Now, I got to ask you this question because you were, as you just described, spun out of DuPont, and there are legacy legal issues that exist. Can you shed any light on responsibility, where they stand, and you know what you believe is going to happen?
1: Yeah, I, I, what I would say is when we were spun out of DuPont, we, we were spun out with a variety of things, three fantastic businesses that we talked about. Um, we were given a, a large amount of debt, about $4 billion of debt, and we had some... Uh, legacy liabilities that came over with us. Um, I think people were a little bit nervous about that, about the debt and the and the legacy liabilities in the beginning. And in, as you might have seen, our stock was sort of bouncy in, in the beginning. But that's as- a nice
0: that's a nice way to. I mean, <laughs> it, just to just to mention in detail, right? This has to do with the Washington Works plant, I believe, in. Uh, Parkersburg, West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia, right? And it had to do with the chemical used to make uh, Teflon man, uh, in manufacturing. That's
1: right. And so that that liability still exists. Now, it does live with DuPont, but, uh, you know, it is connected back uh, to us through an indemnity. But I think what the reason the stock was so volatile in the beginning is people weren't sure what it, would this company be able to handle whatever came back from the liabilities as well as the, the debt. And I think what we've shown is, you know, we are— we put together right away a five-point transformation plan. You know that plan was about taking costs down, focusing our businesses on the three that we talked about, really channeling our investments, um, divesting in businesses that weren't our core, which we've de- delivered about seven hundred million of cash from that standpoint, and really working on a enhancing our organization. As we've been successful in taking the cost out. And successful in, in uh, sh- uh, shedding those businesses and taking the cash that can be aimed down to bring our debt down. I think people have gained lots more confidence in this company. So I think a lot of those issues now are getting lesser and lesser in the minds of our investors. And that's why we're up 150% in our stock price.
2: So, what drives demand for your products? And of course, one of the big ones you say that the the titanium dioxide, which is in so many things, including toothpaste, uh, is it uh, global growth? Is it uh, certain kinds of new businesses being formed? Is it what happens in China? What 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 is going to determine what kind of year you have, say, in
1: 2017? So TiO2 traditionally is a GDP growth business, so it's going to grow. At GDP around the world. So, whether you think of that at 25 or 3% today, that's the kind of growth rate. It's almost a perfect correlation. But the way you exceed that kind of growth is by bringing in new products. So, for instance, we have a brand new TiO2 product uh, that we call uh, Type Pure One Coat. It allows paint manufacturers to manufacture a paint that you and I can apply in one coat. So it it's enhances because it has the ability, it has the opacity that you need if you're going to paint in just one brush stroke. Now, you and I both know we both, I'm sure, painted rooms before, and oh, yeah. it's torture when you have to do it with multiple coats. So if you could do it in one, it's really a lot of ease. So those types of things, whether it's in our two business our flora products business with our new refrigerant option new products are really what are going to drive our growth rate beyond what GDP would be So most.
2: just quick final question, you, how much you're spending on R&D?
1: R&D for us is about two to three percent okay. of, of our revenue. Um, it's it's. You know, aimed a little bit differently around those three businesses, but it's about two to three.
2: Businesses. OK, well, he's he's committed. He's been up 150 <laughs> percent since his company was born a year ago. I'm talking about Comores CEO Mark Vergnano. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, And this is Bloomberg.